plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello and welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are 501c3 Charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am so excited to be with you today, coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are. You can visit the charity at be the star you are.org. And it's a quote by Charles Reed. Sow a thought, reap a word. Sow a word, reap a deed. Sow a deed, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. And when you sow a character, you reap your destiny. Well, this is so appropriate for today's show because I am absolutely thrilled to bring you an icon in the radio business as well as an author and an expert in caregiving, Connie Goldman, who is joining me to shed light on caregiving with her newest books, The Gifts of Caregiving and Wisdom from Those in Care. A little background on Connie. If you are a fan of NPR as I am, you have heard Connie Goldman or or you've heard of her production company. She is an award-winning radio producer and reporter. She began her broadcast career with Minnesota Public Radio and worked for several years on staff of NPR in Washington, D.C., And for more than 35 years, her public radio programs, books, and speaking have been exclusively concerned with the changes and challenges of aging and family caregiving. And these two books are the result of a collection of thoughts and experiences of those in care. And I just want to welcome my friend, Connie, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. What a pleasure, Connie, to speak with you again. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. Well, I have so many uh, questions to ask you about the conversation. So let's first start with how did you get started so many years ago with NPR? Oh, let me see. Well, I came from Minnesota Public Radio. And uh, NPR was very small at the time and Uh, During the summer, they didn't have anyone to take over hosting the show, uh, all things considered. It was only a half hour long at that time. And uh, Susan Stamberg was doing the hosting, but she didn't have anyone to take care of her four- or five-year-old. I don't remember. It was a very young child. And so they brought me out from Minnesota Public Radio. And I remember walking in the door, and they said, you know, you're on the air in five minutes. Go sit <laughs> there. Well, that's the sign of a pro, right? When you just immediately, you walk in the door, and you have to put the headphones on, and, you know, it's like 543, here we go. Yeah, Wait. well, I don't know if it's a sign of a pro, but it's a sign of a person that's got an assignment, and you got to come through with it when you know you're hosting the national news, although at that time it was much smaller than it is now. Well, you're a reporter and a journalist, so I'm sure that you were very professional about it. Getting to the new books that you've written, and for our listeners, we're speaking with Connie Goldman, and she's the author of several, several books. But you became interested in the subject of aging while you were working at NPR, do you, uh, can you tell us how that came about? Because at that time, caregiving wasn't really a word. It really wasn't anything that people were talking about. In fact, you didn't talk about it. No, I didn't start with caregiving. I started with aging. With I- aging. Okay. But we didn't talk about aging then either. <laughs> and no. we still don't that much. We still all want to be young, right? Yes, 
Welcome to America. Welcome to America and the media. Well, yeah, we have to learn to live on our own bodies. But starting with aging, so what got you interested in that? Well, it was a subject that obviously had very little coverage, uh, certainly on the radio, which was my voice. And uh, I could see what the change in population was and what was going on. And, and so I thought, you know, we're not interested in talking to, quote, those old people. It's, uh, there wasn't any interest in, in hearing the voices of people who were considered at the time has-beens. And I knew that these people had something to say. And much, many of them had wisdom they had collected and observations that younger people didn't make because they were too busy. It was a different time of life for younger people. I No, I was young once. And you were doing 10 things at once and raising kids on top of it. You know, it's so interesting because as you remember, because we met years ago, I think it was maybe 20 years ago, after you had written your book, Tending the Earth, Mending the Spirit, The Healing Gifts of Gardening, which was is just an amazing book for people who uh, would like to know how to, uh, to learn from the earth. But in those days, I was doing a lot of acting. And literally, once you turn 30... You know, you were really over the hill. And so it was fascinating to me how you were focusing on aging because today at least we're kind of getting up a little bit. You look at magazines and they are showcasing maybe people a little bit uh, older than 30, but still we're still in a youth-based society. I think that's really true. And yet... I think the reality is that older people are living longer. Uh, lifestyles are keeping people healthy. You know, there are groups out walking. Absolutely. Uh, 80-year-olds. And if you have a, a longer lifespan, you have a different perspective. And you have, oh, I don't know if I want to use the word wisdom, but you have insights and observations that you don't have when you're 50 because you have a perspective of a limited life but a good life and we always have thought of oh those old people they sit around and don't do anything they no one even cared what people were thinking when they were 80 because it was thought to be a used-up time in their life, except for, you know, a few well-known celebrities that share their words. But there's all kinds of things that you have observations about when you're older. And to share them and show that you have a deep thinking process, and even if you can't walk as well or... Uh, do the kind of exercise and things that you did when you were younger. It doesn't mean that you have insight, don't have insights on what life can be about for an older person, how you can observe something that we used to just look at while we looked at a bunch of things. How you know, my favorite thing has ha, really has always been listening to stories from uh, people who have lived a full life. And I know this is something that you are very passionate about is stories. And I feel that we always learn more from stories as opposed from lessons or, you know, just teaching because we remember stories. But, you know, when I talk to people who had lived through World War II and what it was like for them or to have grown up during the Depression, things that our generations or youth today have no idea what it was like. Or, you know, or again, speaking to veterans of any particular war or, or 
uh, individuals who have been entrepreneurs and started companies or whatever it is. I completely agree with you. Now, wisdom, you're using the word wisdom or you say you maybe you're, it's not the right word, but I love it. In your book, Wisdom from Those in Care, Conversations, Insights, and Inspirations, you profile people who have been the recipient of caregiving and how they have to either, you know, learn to accept or what their observations are. One of my favorite stories in this book was from your good friend, David, who was an author. He wrote several books, Firms of Endearment, Ageless uh, uh, Marketing, and Serving the Ageless Market. And I thought that he had just incredible wisdom about a life well-lived and how to keep perspective and keep positive, no matter what's happening in your life. You know, I truly believe in the power of a story. Uh, I think if you hear an individual story, it can touch you in a different way and help you understand the changes that can come and how you might deal with them instead of feeling desperate and lost as you get older. Uh, We have such a fear of aging because we have such a focus on youth in this country Um, I know that things have changed recently in many areas, but still, I believe that it looks, that we look at things in this country as what you can accomplish while you're vital and young. I mean, I think that's the main focus of the energy of that time of life. But to understand the perspective, and I don't want to keep using the word wisdom because I think better to just say that a life experience gives you an understanding and a perspective that you only can get when you reach an age or a stage of life. And to uh, disregard that, And to think that all of life depends on how much vitality and doing uh, is the only thing that matters. It's a good time to look at the changes realistically and understand as we, you know, the lifespan for many is longer now. There are many, many people in their 90s. and yes. And they're still vital in many ways, not the same way as we used to be, but their insights and observations are worth considering. Well, and it's not all about the, I don't think it's all about the vitality. I do really believe it's about the experiences, the life experiences and what you've learned, what you have given what legacy that you've left, uh, what, who, you know, how you've shared the love and shared your expertise. And this is why we can all learn from all the different generations. But I wanted to ask you uh, about uh, these two books because the other companion book is The Gifts of Caregiving, Stories of Hardship, Hope, and Healing. And I was very privileged to have my story in that book of of my dad, who um, who actually died in my arms from a rare cancer, but the beautiful the beautiful years that we had as a family um, in order to move forward and to really you know come to uh, grips with what was going on. How did you decide? Uh, what what stories you would include, or is it just that did you go out of your way to meet people? To that had either been recipients of care or who were being caregivers? How did you decide to write your book and put it together? Because each chapter in each book, you have uh, lovely quotes. You have at the end of the chapters, you have uh, thoughts that we can ponder. 
you have some questions that we can ask ourselves, you know, about changes that are happening perhaps in our own life and how we find our community, our support, our guidance. So what was your impetus in writing these books? How did you come about doing that, Connie? Well, in my whole radio career, I have relied on voices that tell their story. Sure, I've edited them in a way that the listener is taken in, and but I haven't lied. I've let these people tell their story and what they learned and what life has taught them and how it has changed their path. And I think, I, I truly believe that when you hear stories that have really nothing to do with your particular life uh, or the career of that person, and that somebody you might never meet, there might be little seeds of inspiration that come from the inspiration they got in their lives and might help you look at, well, opportunities or insights that you never thought you would come across. We never know when we're going to become aware of something that has been there all the time And then all of a sudden, we see something differently. And it helps us grow and understand ourselves better and others better. I think, you know, there's a label that people use, oh, the wisdom that comes with age and experience. Well, maybe it is, does come with aging and experience, if you allow it and if you seek it. There's no reason you can't keep growing and learning to your dying day. And I Well, tr- and this is what your friend David, he actually finished his book uh, just a few days before he died. And he yes. wasn't able to sip the champagne in celebration but he was able to impart his gratitude for being able to see his friends around him and his family around him as he wrote his final words. And so I, I agree with you, Connie, that, you know, we live life until we don't live it anymore. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I took away from the gifts of caregiving, stories of hardships, hope, and healing was the reconciliation and the connection that happened many times between the caregiver and the person who was being cared for, perhaps when there was an estrangement in the relationship. And to me, this is something in your book uh, or any of your books that really can help the reader in their own lives because, you know, sometimes relationships are very challenging and then somebody gets sick and they need our help. Um, and you have, you have many stories in there of people who wanted to refuse help, but at some point you do have to surrender. And at that point, it's, there's sort of a love that happens. Well, Did you- yeah, we, we have a, <laughs> We have this idea of independence in this culture. Right. That sometimes the needs that you have, that it can get in the way. This, I can do it, I can do it, I've always done it, you know? And sometimes just being able to accept what's available to you from someone Maybe it's someone you know and love in your family, and maybe it's someone you don't even have a relationship with, someone who just comes into your life and offers some words of encouragement and, well, I I don't want to throw this word wisdom along, but (laughs) insight, you know, that puts the responsibility on you to look what you've learned in your lifetime that can give you the strength to face whatever 
physical challenges, emotional challenges, and the challenges that come with aging. You know, we're living longer in this. Many people are living into their late 90s now and, and beyond. It's, and I th- it's wonderful. I think this is is really wonderful, especially for the generations of family members where there, there are, you know, many people who have great grandchildren and they're seeing their great grandchildren actually graduate from high school or I mean, that's that wouldn't have happened 30, 40 years ago. So well, it's it's yeah. wonderful. I, I've always believed in the power of story. Everything that I've done in my whole career from the very beginning has been based on what you can learn about your life from someone else's story. It may be a story that you carry with you. It has nothing to do with you at the time, and then you recall it when the crisis comes for you. You know, there are a lot of bumps in the road in in our lives and whatever can give you the strength to carry on the insight to believe in yourself grab it well with that connie we'll end our segment her books are the gifts of caregiving stories of hardship hope and healing and Wisdom from Those in Care, Conversations, Insights, and Inspiration. These are her two new books. You can find all of her books at her website, congoldman.org. That's C-O-N-G-O-L-D-M-A-N.org. And again, Connie Goldman is the author. Connie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share these true stories and to share experiences and have a conversation about a topic that is very, very important because we are all aging, all of us. No one gets out of this world alive. Thank you so much, Connie. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for your interest and the the available to talk to others through you. Well, thank you. Well, we will be in touch. And when we come back from break, we have more here at Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're going to be talking about how to protect your heart so that you can live longer. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. My name is Cynthia Bryan. My guest has been Connie Goldman, and her books are The Gifts of Caregiving Wisdom from Those in Care are the two newest books. Please check them out at congoldman.org. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, we're back. This is Cynthia Bryan. We're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I was just recently reading an article that Dr. Tina Tessina, who's been guest here on our show, wrote about giving space in relationships, and I thought it was just quite interesting. So in the next segment, I'll talk about some heart health, but I thought this giving space was really important because it's surprising to realize that intimacy that comes in a relationship can be a problem. Sometimes you or your partner can feel stressed or pressure because there's too much closeness and there's not enough separateness you know in the beginning that honeymoon stage you want to really be together but if you feel you have to cater or to be nice to your partner all the time and you're putting aside what you really want to do and your and spouse for example might you know want to talk about the relationship when what you'd rather do is zone out and watch a ball game or something you might start feeling resentful and you may want to get away from your partner and that related stress so This uh, problem does arise when people have hidden rules or beliefs about intimacy. And then once they get close, people feel they shouldn't ever want to pull away. Well, that's not true. We're just all humans in training and we need to have space to just be ourselves and think and, you know, be who we are. So to protect your personal space, many people will put up these unconscious barriers or these behaviors or responses that are communicating to the person that you really do love, like go away, don't be too close, you know, I'm not interested right now. But when you do that, that can hurt feelings and it actually can create problems in the relationship. So if you feel you need the need for space and you want to pull away, get quiet and shut down without communicating your feelings to your problems because your partner may not understand and may feel pushed away. So as a result, he or she's maybe insistent or they may be more demanding because they don't know what's going on. And that makes your need for space really acute. What can you do? So here are some things that um, we have to think about. First of all, your own need for personal space may be a lot different than your partner's, your child's, or even friends. Your spouse's personal space can be a lot different from any previous partner's needs. And the idea of appropriate closeness can be affected by culture and family styles. So research shows that most men need more space than most women. I think everybody kind of knows that. And why is that? It's because women are more influenced by the connection hormones of oxytocin and the endorphins, and men are more by the achievement hormones of testosterone and adrenaline. Women are likely to be more comfortable with close personal space than men. And this can be modified, though, by life experience by the way your family interacts, by your cultural background, by your career choices. So there are women who need more space than some men. Personal space is really difficult to describe because it's the emotional and physical room you need to be comfortable. And when you don't have enough emotional or physical space, you'll start feeling crowded, you'll feel pressured, and you'll definitely feel uncomfortable. And we need intimacy as much as we need food and shelter. But no one needs it all the time, and some people need it more or less than others. Uh, You know, it's like we couldn't eat all day long, 
because we would just explode and we couldn't sleep all day long because, you know, that would be poor for our health and we'd get nothing done. So we just can't be together all day long. As human beings, we can have both. We can have that need to belong, but we also have a need to be unique. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be special, but we also want to be recognized as being different. So these needs offer often kind of appear in conflict because we're searching for the balance point between them. It's surprising to realize that the intimacy comes with a relationship can be a problem. So you or your partner can feel stress about too much closeness and not enough separateness. And if you're feeling like that, then you really do want to do something about it. So check out your own need for intimacy and more space. Ask yourself if you're feeling needy because you might have an unsolved uh, issue between you and your partner or do you have some emotional baggage from other relationships that might be exacerbating or exaggerating your natural need for either space or for closeness also negotiate your personal space differences perhaps one of you wants to keep in touch by phone during the workday but the other finds it intrusive. Maybe you could just send a quick text and maybe that could work. This is part of the negotiating. Um, if, for example, you want chores have to be done or you want to spend time with friends, take the time to explain why it's important for you to do this alone because your partner is much, le- much less likely to create negative fantasies about you uh, wanting space if he, if he or she has solid information and if you're feeling pushed away or that your partner is shutting you out it might be just a personal space or privacy issue so ask your partner that you're noticing things that feel just uncomfortable don't accuse don't blame just report the facts and then see what he or she says and then with a little into you know detective work and a lot of communication You can work at a deal that has both of you feeling loved as well as free to be yourself. And hopefully that will help you communicate more and have enough personal space so that when you are together, you'll have a lot more fun. When we come back from break, we'll talk about some heart health. This is Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Good employee managers can provide workers with criticism that is effective in helping to correct problems while preserving employee morale. If you want to give effective criticism, try doing these. Identify the behavior you wish to offer feedback for. Give your criticism at the action, not the person. Make it specific. Do not issue threats. Make sure the employee understands the reason for the feedback. Offer to help the employee and offer incentives for changed behavior. Don't express anger and sarcasm. Demonstrate that you understand his or her feelings. Begin your meeting by stating something positive and end the meeting by reaffirming your support and confidence in the employee. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-STAR to book a consultation. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Two seven. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. You can be the star you are. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Avoid the scams and get started acting or modeling with a consultation from acting and media coach Cynthia Bryan, who has guided the entertainment careers of thousands of students of all ages for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves. Cynthia Bryan. Do you ever concern yourself about how healthy you are? We all want to keep our hearts healthy and our bodies working strongly, but there are some things that you can do that will damage your heart. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and in this segment of Star Style, Be the Star You Are, we're going to talk about things uh, that can be mistakes and put your ticker in danger. So it's time to take some aim against them. First of all, uh, AARP and the American Heart Association are working together to give some simple fixes that everyone can do today to start lowering risk of heart disease. And the thing about it is it's a good thing to do it all year round because when you set yourself and your heart on a healthy new path, You are going to live longer and age in a much more graceful and happy way. So one of the worst things that you can do, number one, is sneak a smoke. Heavy smokers know they have to quit. So occasional smokers know they have to quit. But you might say, ah, I only smoke one cigarette once a week or socially or just once in a while, or I have a cigar on the golf course, or, you know, just when I'm at a party, or I've switched to vaping, and it's much cleaner and healthier. Well, wrong answers, one and all. Cigarettes, cigars, vaping, all of them have the same degree of risk. Nicotine has been shown to tighten coronary arteries, and the effect is virtually immediate. There is no small dose of nicotine, and there's no threshold below which you are okay with smoking. It just doesn't exist. So what can you do to fix that? You need to stop smoking right now. And you don't already have coronary artery disease. Within two years, you can reduce your heart attack risk to what it would have been if you had never smoked. So I think that's really good news. So for those of you who are smoking or vaping or, you know, having that occasional Really, really look at it. The second thing is skipping your walk. Muscle loss as we age is really a serious problem. And our heart is the most important muscle of all. And sports medicine physicians all agree of this. So what is the recommendation? Well, the American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes a week of exercise. Now that's equivalent of about 30 minutes a day, five days a week. 
A 2017 study showed that people with stable coronary heart disease who increased their habitual physical activity reduced their mortality rates. Now, the greatest benefits were seen in the most sedentary people who finally started moving regularly. And it can be really simple. Some people hate the word exercise, and that's okay. Just move. Get up. Get your heart pumping. And it doesn't care if you're at the gym or not. Like for me, yeah, I love you know gardening, um, hiking, swimming. You can do just about anything. Dancing. Just turn on the music and start dancing. A large-scale study, which was done last year, confirmed that any physical activity that gets you breathing hard, whether it's for recreation or whether or not, it delivers the exact same benefits. So get up and move. That is a really very, very important thing. Another thing that is very dangerous for your heart and your health is fast foods or eating dinner out of a box. Foods that come in boxes and bags are more likely to make you fat and sick than foods that you cook yourself. An animal study in the journal Nature showed that emulsifiers in processed foods can trigger obesity and metabolic syndrome. Also, you know, just, you know, every time that you are going to that fast food place and ordering the fries and the burgers and all the things, not only the calories add up, but there are so many Artificial ingredients that are not good for you. So what is the fix? An overall healthy eating pattern emphasizes a variety of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy products, poultry, fish, nuts, legumes, and non-tropical vegetable oils like olive oil is really good for you. So try some of that. And also... Grow your own. I just wrote an article for my Digging Deep column about the benefits of growing your own fruits and vegetables. And it really, really is important if you can do that. Even if you, whether you have a pot or a plot or a balcony or just a window, you can just get a pot and plant a tomato and a pepper Uh, and an eggplant in it and put it on your window and you put it in six hours of sunshine and it will grow and you'll have many more nutrients than what you can get at the store unless you're going to a farmer's market. So if you are just eating like granola bars and smoothies that have a lot of sugar in them, this is food that's not good for you. The fix to that is to eat a serving of fruits and vegetables with every meal. And yes, that includes breakfast. You could you know, have Brussels sprouts with your eggs. You could have a healthy salad or some vegetable soup for lunch. You could have salmon, you know, for dinner with a big salad. And for snacks, how about just some fresh berries into some plain yogurt? And actually, I just like to have some yogurt in the morning, not the sugary fruit on top or fruit on the bottom yogurt, just plain yogurt, and then put some uh, real fruit in it yourself. You could use hummus, and you could even make your own, and um, have carrots and celery as a snack in the afternoon instead of having potato chips or tortilla chips or you know or candy. I have to say I am a fan of potato chips. I do like them, but what I've been doing is growing my own potatoes, <laughs> slicing them thin. And uh, baking them, and then I'm making my own potato chips. I put a little bit of garlic and a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of sea salt. And they're probably not that great for me, but it's better than what I'm going to buy in a bag. So you may want to try that. Another thing that is really bad for your heart is stress or when you get angry or when you lose your cool. Now, everybody's going to have stress from time to time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But chronic stress can put your health at risk. And the result is elevated blood pressure. According to a 2017 study of more than 2,500 people who were age 54 and older, chronic stress was associated with obesity. So what is the fix? Anti-stress techniques are everywhere. Of course, there's exercise. There's meditation. Yoga, Tai Chi, 
taking a walk in nature. I like to, to say, do the Japanese way of forest bathing, where you just walk slowly in a park or anywhere where there's trees and breathe in nature. These can all help. Now, creative hobbies, it doesn't really matter what your hobbies are as long as you are enjoying it and you're losing track of time. These are all going to dial down your stress reaction. But one key to understanding stress is that in the end, it is not actually the stress. It's not actually what is happening to you. It is how you are responding to it that makes all the difference. And from that point of view, a big part of the remedy is just to ask yourself, why am I so stressed out about this? You know, in our acting world, we always say that action is reaction. So in order to be a good actor, you have to be able to react to things. Well, we all have choice in that. We have a choice of how to react to anything in life. So make sure that when you are reacting that you stop and think and think, is this going to stress me out? And if so, take three deep breaths, let it out, and go outside and do something positive. Again, get out into nature, and I think you'll find that you'll be less stressed. The last thing, well, there's probably more, but the last thing I want to talk about is if you are indulging in uh, drugs or over-drinking. Now, I'm not talking about the, you know, just a couple of glasses of wine or a beer or something. We are talking about substantial data shows that a modest amount of alcohol daily or weekly is reasonable. And actually, there's a lot of, uh, of uh, statistics out there that show that it could actually protect your heart. But the hard part is this. Are you disciplined enough to keep it modest? So... Modest is what the American Heart Association shakes out to be one drink, say, for women and two drinks for men. And if you can do that, you're probably okay. But if you can't, the evidence is suggesting that it's better to, you know, to lessen the alcohol all the way around because otherwise your heart is going to suffer. So it's really important that we think about our heart. And then the one thing that really makes me realize what health is all about is to take this job and love it. For some of us, being happy at work is a real chore. But why is it that some people are thrilled with their jobs and others no matter how much they're making or how great the job title, are miserable. You know, a lot of people believe that their unhappiness is someone else's problem. And they blame the company or their boss. And blame makes you feel helpless. It takes away all the personal responsibility. Then you really feel lousy. But the great thing to do is to love what it is you do. If, If you really are enjoying your work, you're going to be less stressed. And that is something that is very, very important to be less stressed um, every single every single day. So if you're in a job that is stressing you out, it is time to think twice about it and to figure out how how much you can actually take and how much you are going to need to change. You want to move your body, even if it means taking a brisk, you know, short walk during lunch or getting up when you're starting to get stressed. You need to redefine your sense of purpose. Ask, what's my most important next step? And have a positive focus. Most of us have so many things going for us. And why is it that we focus on the one or two things that aren't right? That's how you set yourself up for a downward spiral. Everything good becomes tainted by those couple of bad things. So when we take our work life and we decide that we are only going to love what it is that we do, I think this attitude switch is going to help your heart and help your health more than anything else. Because success is the peace of mind gained by knowing that 
you've been given the best of yourself, that you're giving the best of yourself, that you're meeting your own expectations, that you're taking care of your body, mind, and spirit, and you are caring about the outside world. So connect with your co-workers. Don't fear tomorrow. And most of all, realize that you need to eat right, exercise, uh, de-stress, stop smoking, drink in moderation, love well, and most importantly, keep smiling because that is something that is makes us all happy. Well, thank you for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every Wednesday. Make sure you're tuned to the station uh, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. as we come to you live on the Voice American Network. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit bethestarur.org. To make a donation, you can do that right there on the website. And you can also check out btsya.org to see all the book reviews that have been done by our teens. If you'd like information about myself, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Just see beyond your physical being and know you are ready to star. You dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past. Dream of the future, but celebrate today. And pick up a book this week because it's like a garden in your pocket. And if you care about caregiving and aging, Pick up Connie Goldman's book, The Gifts of Caregiving and Wisdom from Those in Care. Until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy and healthy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. Be the star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time right here on the voice america empowerment channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are